हरे observing the energies as are presented to us 
ఆన్ డైలీ బేసిస్ ఈజ్ బట్ వన్ ఆఫ్ ది ఫండమెంటల్ డిసిప్లిన్స్ ఆఫ్ అకల్టిజం జస్ట్ యాజ్ వీ సే ఇన్ ఇంగ్లీష్ ఎవ్రీ డే ఈజ్ నాట్ సండే ఎవ్రీ డే హ్యాస్ ఇట్స్ ప్రజెంటేషన్ ఆఫ్ ఎనర్జీస్ విచ్ ఆర్ డిఫరెంట్ ఫ్రమ్ ది అదర్ డే అండ్ ఎవ్రీ క్వార్టర్ ఆఫ్ ది డే ఆల్సో ద కీప్ చేంజింగ్ broadly and it changes on a minute to minute basis changes keep happening in the energies there is a different combination of energies every 4 minutes every 24 minutes the seers have mastered experiencing the changing energies and lived in tune with them to experience the bliss of existence bliss of existence is the ultimate of experience of existence as we call there is what is called happiness which is in relation to the senses and the objective mind joy which relates to the subjective mind and buddhi and bliss which is the experience of the soul so the bliss of existence is the cup of tea of those who can relate to the ever-changing energies of nature and experience is possible only through relation. Either you relate within or you relate outside, relation is there. In the absolute, there is no such thing as relating. God absolute. There is no relating in that state of pure existence. Relating happens when there is more than one. the one god therefore decided to become true so that there is an eternal engagement intercy which is called in the scriptures as shivan shakti shivan shakti that's why in all theologies the most blissful state is what is described as the state of male female god 
స్టేట్ ఆఫ్ మేల్ ఫీమేల్ గాడ్ గాడ్ యాబ్సల్యూట్ ఈజ్ ఎ స్టేట్ ఆఫ్ an unconscious existence in this sense there is no consciousness expressed out of him there is no awareness expressed out it's all a state where nothing can be said that's why people speak of a god who is unspeakable he is unspeakable yet we speak about him He is unthinkable. He is beyond all comprehension. He is beyond all quality. It is just Venus. With no one experiencing that Venus. To be is one thing. To experience that Venus is another thing. to be is one thing to experience that beingness is another thing it's only by experiencing that eternal beingness the bliss is experienced the bliss is in experiencing the beingness but to experience there has to be another state for the beingness to experience there has to be another state there has to be awareness in awareness when it is in relation to that beingness there is the bliss so this relating to is the essential aspect of creation it's only to relate to and to derive related bliss joy and happiness what is important is the science of relation science of relation if you know how to relate you get the joy when we do not know how to relate we think that relating itself is worthless isn't it we think to relate is unworthy it happens between the spouses isn't it very often they have and two persons when they do not know how to relate to each other they think all relating is unworthy likewise relating with the groups is unworthy relating with things is unworthy as long as one no does not know the, the beauty of relating he is himself unworthy when you do not know the beauty of relating know that you are not worthy enough you have to learn to be worthy enough 
to relate to anything and everything and let be deriving the joy, the bliss. <coughs> that is what is demonstrated in the higher circles. And that is what is to be demonstrated in all planes of existence. We are very choosy about our relating, isn't it? We cannot relate with much joy with all that is surrounding us. Why? Because the nature within us is not well trained. The nature within us is not well trained. And we adjust ourselves to the constricted nature in us and then try to deny things in the surroundings. That's why more and more people look for joy through denial. <clears throat> denying people, denying places, denying weather, denying other beings, denying other situations. As long as the denial exists in you, so long you continue to be wanting the joy, wanting the bliss. Something is wanting in you and that want you express in the outer. But the want has, the, the redressal has to be within us. Why I speak of this relating is we are in the month of Gemini, isn't it? Gemini is, is essentially a sign of relation. As we start with the zodiac in Aries, pass through Taurus, for the first time we get into immutable sign, immutable sign, a double sign where one expresses two. So when one expresses two, the idea was to relate to each other and derive the joy out of it, the bliss out of it. That's why this month is taken to be the month for initiation of humanity. Gemini is considered as the month where humanity has to learn the sublime principle of relating and for an ideal relation, what is important is friendliness. Friendliness. Friendliness is the other name for brotherliness. When we say brotherliness, it has a, the, the male expression in it, isn't it? It is our problem. We, we express many things in the masculine manner. That's how the language is developed. We automatically think, when we think of God, we think of God as He, which is not true. The ancient theologies 
never said God as He. It is the it is manipulation of the masculine energy that enabled the whole humanity believe that God is He. It is neither He nor She. So therefore, if you say brotherliness, it is again a masculine aspect. There is no equal word you find in feminine aspect, isn't it? My brotherliness. No, that means only males can be brothers, not females. Language itself, there is some blasphemy that is that came in even in the initial stages. That's why we say friendliness. The new word to be used is friendliness. It is, it includes brotherliness. It, it indicates equality. Equality. Gemini speaks of the twins. Twins means they are equals. The twins, but they are male-female. They are male-female and they are equals. When there is one becoming two, in one there is more male, in one day there is more female, coming from the same source. From the one male, from the one who is neither male nor female, to emerge has two poles. The two poles together can conduct the work of magnetism and the radiation. You need AC, DC, positive, negative current for light to manifest. You need the one to become male-female so that there is interrelating and the related experience, that's where Gemini is of great importance. Without Gemini there is no there is no fun without Gemini. That's why Gemini is considered to be the sign of humor. Normally a good Gemini has excellent humor with him. Or the one who carries friendliness in him has humor in him. Those who are not friendly cannot be humorous. They are serious, they are morose, they make things heavy to themselves in life. Why? Because there is not an appropriate balancing of the energies of Gemini in oneself. <coughs> We may learn chapters about Gemini, but living in that balance of Gemini. Gemini has its balance. Don't think Libra has the balance. Gemini has its balance through friendliness. That's why we have the well teacher named as Maitreya. Maitreya, the world teacher, is an embodiment of friendliness. Mitra means friend. Mitra in Sanskrit. 
Mitra means friend. I think in in Latin also you have the same word, no? Mitra. Mitva. In Hindi it is Mitva. In Spanish? In French? In German? The incarnation in which Maitreya has become the world teacher. In that incarnation, Lord Maitreya was born during the full moon hours of Germany. Full moon of hours of Germany present the best of the friendly energy, the best of the friendly energy is presented during the full moon, hours of Germany, and we are walking into that by Monday. By Monday we are walking towards the Germany full moon. We are in the last degrees of Germany, which would culminate into the solstice. Before you pass through solstice, you have to experience the best of the energies of friendliness within and around. Within and around. That's most important. That's why these four uh, degrees of the, the last four degrees of Gemini, I have been informing you over years. They constitute the they, con, they consist of the energies of Punarvasu. Punarvasu. Punarvasu means. Revisited to stay, revisited to stay, to re-reside, to re-reside. Vasu means to reside. Punar means again. That's why the, the meeting before solstice, culminating into solstice, we have always been gathering again and again and again to experience the friendliness as exists not only between us, but also within us. That's important. There is an occult meditation which says, have a friend in you and be friendly to others. If you have the friend in you, you are easily friendly to the surroundings. When you don't have the friend in you, you don't have friendliness in the surroundings. Even if you have a very hostile spouse, be it male or female, even if you have a hostile spouse, 
be it male or female, you can still be very friendly and humorous. Only then you can say that you are a wise man, not otherwise. Otherwise man is no good. <laughs> we wish to be wise men and wise women. We can be wise if we can find the friendliness within us. That's why the the, medit- the keynote for meditation in relation to Gemini and in relation to discipleship is to have a friend within us and to be friendly with all that surrounds you. You can be friendly with this table. You can be friendly with your watch. You can be friendly with all those instruments that are set here. He can be friendly with the fourfold hooking that is done here. He can be friendly with everything when you have friend in you. When the friend is missing in you, you know anything is irritating. Everything is irritating. If there is no inner friendliness, all these wires can be very irritating. All this structure could be very irritating. The other outside could be very irritating. When people smile, you get irritated. That is the ultimate of sickness. Isn't it? When people around they are in joyful mood, some people get irritated. Is it not? That's why the mass arranged, let there be a group life of Germans and the Spanish. Each gain from the other. Hmm? It's always by opposites we are trained. And Germany has opposites. The beauty of Germany is, it is seemingly opposite, but you know, if you know how to relate, they are friendly. Not knowing how to relate, today in the modern world, with a, with a modern mind, with a sickly intellect, males are living together and females are living together. Not knowing how to relate, as between the male and the female, that should not happen. So we are in the hours of Gemini, the last degrees of Gemini. This has disciples every month the degrees of this, 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 the transit of sun has to be carefully noticed by us. Don't think astrology is something extraneous to us. It helps us to relate better with the energies where moon is, where sun is where the other planets are, and what are the energies that are present. So this understanding is very important. Have a friend in us, have a friend in you, and be friendly with others. Let this be the mantra. When you are not friendly with others, the indication is you don't have the friend in you. Isn't it? 
things are said in the positive way, but the converse is also there. When you, when you don't have the friend in you, you are not friendly. You are not friendly with groups. You are not friendly with the family members. You are not friendly with the colleagues in the bureau. You are not friendly with animals, plants. You are not friendly with nature because there is the friend is missing in you. It is that friendliness which Maitreya promises to supply. And his deputy, now working with the Gemini energies, is Master Jualko. Very mercurial, yet very joyful. Mercury is the presiding planet for Gemini. Isn't it? So therefore, Master Jalkul, Master Lord Maitreya, they are ever joyful beings. Every Master of Wisdom, he is a joyful being. He cannot be otherwise because it is his nature to be friendly and joyful. He cannot be otherwise. So we regularly gathered in the month of Gemini over decades, only to find the friend within us. So we therefore have to make it a point that in the bedroom, as you wake up, you should find a, a placard, a slogan, have the friend in you and be friendly to others. At least it reminds us and you can smile. You can have a smiling logo. There are so many now in the cell phone. <coughs> Keep one smiling one. Look at it, okay. Let me gather the friend in me. The prayer is to gather friendliness with him. Friendliness with him. So the message of Maitreya is to develop universal friendliness. This word brotherhood is too much beaten, so I leave it there somewhere. The universal brotherhood is is a beaten word, you know. Just like you beat the beast. It is so beaten, poor thing, that it is nowhere now. Brotherhood. The key to brotherhood is the key is is held in friendliness. So how are we to make friends? Now there are so many emails we receive. Would you like to have some new friends? And there is also different apps that enable you to gain friends who would eventually become enemies. See, in life, if you in life, if you see. When you start with any other person, you start in friendliness, isn't it? And you you grow, you grow and grow, grow into proximity. Then the friendliness turns the other way. As you progress in life, do we keep losing friends or do we keep gaining friends? A friend of 
say two decades ago, does he continue to be a friend today? And you have lost some friends and you have made certain new friends. We make new friends only to lose them in due course of time. Isn't it? A friend gained shall have to be a friend gained forever. It cannot be otherwise. Something is wrong in us when we keep losing friends. Isn't it? We should not be the cause for loss of friends. We should be the cause for gaining more and more friendliness. And everything should be friendly. Those who don't like you also can be, you can be friendly with them. He is the state of a wise man. He continues to be friendly even if the others are not friendly with him. That's the beauty of wisdom. Why? Because he has the joy of being friendly. He has the joy of being friendly. That is what we have to remember when we see the two pillars of Gemini. The twins which exist in us as we and our nature. We and our nature. Each one of us is an I am, isn't it? I am and my nature. As long as you and your nature are not friendly, you can't really be, really be joyful. Hear the sound? As long as you and your nature are not friendly, you are denied of every joy of life. So Gemini exists in us as, as the person and the personality. That's the Gemini. And the symbol of Gemini is presided over by a, a higher horizontal line, isn't it? Higher horizontal line. You all know the symbol of Gemini, I suppose. The horizontal line up above is the father in us, the master in us, of whom I was speaking yesterday, the one who stays on the top of our head. On the top of our head, there is the master. When he relate, when you relate to him and he relates to you, he becomes your personal master, personal god. Personal god means it is the, the god who relates to you on a one-to-one basis. That's why you get a personal master and a personal god. The glyph of Gemini, the symbol of Gemini, speaks of the master on the top of the head, to which the two verticals are connected. The two verticals 
in the glyph of Germany are connected by an upper horizontal line. Isn't it? Connected means it's only by that connection you remain friendly. So in the glyph of Germany you see three principles. You see three principles. You see three principles. The upper line, the master of wisdom, who is also the universal master, is the universal master, available to you at the top of your head. And from there there is emergence of two, you and the nature. One line is you, the other line is your nature. The nature also descended from the, from the divine. You also descended from the divine. You are a descendant of the divine. Where from the, did the nature come? It is also descended from the divine. In two different currents, the two have manifest themselves. You and your nature. Both are connected with the master. Then you are friendly. If you try to dominate your nature, your nature tries to dominate you. It is so simple. If you try to dominate your nature, your nature dominates you. That's why it is an eternal fight with one's own nature all the time. Fighting, 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 fighting. Sometimes the dragon wins, sometimes you win, sometimes the dragon wins. Sometimes you win. This war is a foolish game. Any war is foolish according to wisdom. Because in any war there would be one who loses and one who would gain. There is a winner and a loser. A loser can never be quiet. A loser always plans again to win, win back. The winner cannot be happy because he is always afraid that the loser may make his own ploys to win again. That's why wars never end. Wars never end. You put off some people, those people slowly, through time, gather the needed strength and again fight you back. Did war stop on planet? They don't. Wars continue to be. Don't think that would be a time where there would be no war. Because the warring nature is in each one of us. As long as we do not gain the needed wisdom of gaining friend within, we only keep gaining the enemies outside. Because there is an enemy inside, so there are enemies outside. That's why Master CVV, he gave one statement, enemies, beware of yourself. 
beware of sure if you don't like certain persons if you don't like certain groups if you don't like certain group members if you don't like certain activities that not liking is a sickness because the whole world does not run according to your likes there are many there are varieties of things and you have to learn to accept and expand the acceptance expansion comes to denial you continue to remain very constricted you tend to remain much more contracted so no denial accept anirakaranamastu anirakaranamastu after all the master of the universe has allowed all of us to be not only we the animals the insects the ants the mosquitoes the snakes the birds everything is acceptable to him if it is not acceptable to us it means something is inadequate in us so why i say all this is when we are in gemini when we think of initiation of humanity of which we are a part forget about any initiation unless you develop friendliness within you and friendliness with the surroundings friendliness with the surroundings is an automatic functioning for the one who develops friendliness within there no problems in the outer the one who has developed friendliness within has no problems in the outer because to him nothing outside is a source of problem everything is within that causes the problem so the problems we see outside are nothing but the problems which we have in our nature occultism wants you to see the nature within not to see the nature in others not to see the nature in others if our nature is rounded up nothing can affect us that's the beauty of occultism that we work with our nature than working than trying to see holes in others nature make your nature holy that is important than to find holes in others so this is the basic message that comes from for us with the gemini and this can happen when we regularly relate to the one from whom we have descended the purpose of prayer contemplation and the consequent alignment with the one in us he is to gain the right balance the right harmony between us and our nature between us and our nature we should know that our our nature is equal as as us i and my nature are equals i don't dominate my nature when i do not dominate the nature nature does not dominate me. 
That's why this friendliness within is what is most important according to scriptures. You know, you have a story in the in Bible where along with Adam, Lilith was also born. Along with Adam, Lilith was also born. Adam wanted to dominate. Adam wanted to dominate. Lilith did not agree. You can find these stories in the scriptures. Lilith did not agree. Why domination? Why domination? Why can't we be friendly? So it all started even in the very beginning with the human <laughs> human race, this dominating tendency. Who is the boss is the question that emerges from a mind which is sick. There are no bosses. There is only one boss. There is only one boss up above and all are his children and hence we are all equals. That's the beauty of wisdom. That's why Lilith is depicted as a as a black angel, as the black queen, as the evil, as the sin, it's all blasphemous. If you take to the wisdom of synthesis, if you take to the wisdom of synthesis, it considers the first female principle that has descended said, I am as much as you, we are equals. So later came the story of Adam's, from Adam's rib, Eva is born, meaning the docile one who can be dominated. A docile one who can be dominated. That's so the story has come that the Eva is born out of the ribs of Adam, which is foolish. Just because we re- rewrite the stories, the nature does not change. We may rewrite stories according to our convenience, but the nature does not. That's the reason why, as long as there is the in- instinct to dominate exists with a human, with a group of humans, with a race of humans, that race can never be peaceful. That group can never be peaceful. That person can never be peaceful. One cannot be at peace when you have this instinct to to dominate. The will to dominate emerges from ignorance. Why why dominate? Why can't you be friendly and derive the joy from each other? That's the beauty of Gemini. The human friendliness, the universal friendliness. A master of wisdom never looks down upon his disciple. He treats his disciple as a friend. Because he knows. Because he knows that every being, every being, not only human, is but the descendant of that one. He is friendly with the dog, he is friendly with the with the bird, he is friendly with everything. 
you see every master of wisdom being friendly with uh, the so called insignificant beings he is not he is not a dominant one dominance comes out of ignorance wisdom uses the message learn to be friendly learn to be friendly. so be friendly with your own nature if you are friendly with your nature your nature also tends to be friendly with you if you are friendly with your nature your nature also tends to be friendly with you we have so many stories of great heroes who had good horses you know Many times it is the horse that helped the hero more than the hero doing things. Without hero is hero, but he is he is equally his efforts are equally supplemented by his horse. Very special horse, isn't it? If the horse is special, he can rescue out of crisis. Recently we saw saw a movie. where there is a horse called mastan in islam it is mastan but the spelling is m u s t a n so we call it mustan sir mustan it is mastan like beauty is not but but smastan <laughs> with the help of a horse called mastan a man could cross the arabian desert while the horse was not of a high breed still he could win only because of the horse what does it what does it indicate if your nature is if your nature stands by you at all times and does not ditch you at the right moment such a nature is very helpful after all the whole creation is the presiding angel is the nature that's the beauty of gemini don't get into the serious dimensions of astrology try to relate it to your own life then you know astrology much better is living astrology and astrology that helps you to live better which is not taught in classes in universities in courses because the teachers are not yogis if the teacher is a yogi he is able to see through these signs much better than a teacher who studied the science of astrology are two different things who tells you that the upper line in germany is the master of universe show me any book show me any book where the upper line in germany he is the universal master it is but one of the two lines of aquarius it is but one of the two lines of aquarius you see the aquarius the two electrical lines one of it is with you germany and aquarius are but aries signs that connect and these vertical lines become horizontal lines in libra what is vertical eventually becomes horizontal 
in lower states there is what is called above and below above and below in higher states there is no above there is no below it's only lateral sense equals what is above and below tends to be equals and in a further state they tend to be one in aquarius they are one in gemini they are two equals in libra they are above and below see when you become a father you have a kid your kid looks up to you isn't it and you take care of the kid and your kid keeps looking at you like this but when it comes to gemini in the reverse order in the reverse path from libra to gemini your son is a grown up son he looks to you he grows to the same height of awareness not only of physical stature but also of awareness then you look to him as your friend he looks to you as his friend father and son eventually tend to be friendly in the childhood it starts so with this when he is a kid it is one thing when he is grown up it is another thing and together they relate to that which is beyond them that's how we have to see gemini the whole human trouble emerges from his the, the being trying to devour dominate the nature which is part of him which is part when you start killing a part of you the other part cannot be complete and cannot be joyful and a part of you is humiliated the other part cannot be joyful that's why we don't have the goliath and the dragon there was a thing as killing the dragon transform the dragon into a white dragon transform a makara a crocodile into a divine crocodile transform human nature into divine nature don't let it be let it to be beastly nature can be beastly nature can be human nature can be divine how do you transform it is important that is where yoga is yoga is a process of transforming the nature in you not not transforming you that's where master cvv says i have come down to repair your vehicle i am not repairing you you are verily the son of god where is the need to repair you it is your nature that requires reparation don't believe someone says we transform you i tra- this this practice transforms you no we don't need it the soul needs no transformation the nature that surrounds the soul requires transformation in gemini the two verticals one is stable the other is ever changing one is stable the other is ever changing don't think gemini itself is immutable sign that everything is immutable in it 
one vertical is stable the other place around it in a grinder one stone is stable the other stone keeps moving to bring the floor from out of the seeds that you put into it in the grinding mill there is something stable something ever change nature has changing dimensions it changes if you observe every 3 hours it has a you, you you find a distinct change every 3 hours like that the day is divided into eight parts of 3 hours each every 3 hours there is a change every 6 hours there is a change that's how what is in the morning is not the same nature you have by afternoon and it's not the same nature again in the evening and it is totally different at the midnight hour and again in the morning it is different the quadrants of the day are required to be observed by a disciple for example today being saturday what rules the first quadrant is saturn what rules the second quadrant is moon what rules the third quadrant is mercury what rules the fourth quadrant is venus and by tomorrow morning the sun picks up the charge for the first quadrant only this is how we have different energies presiding over different quadrants every hour there are there is a change if you know the planetary hora so keeping this knowledge and living it on a hourly basis is discipleship keeping them in the books and living as we like is not discipleship all that we listen it is stored in the cassettes there in the almera it is transferred into books and the books are published there also in the almera we continue to live with the same nature throughout the life then we haven't related to this stuff we haven't related to this the message of germany is have a friend and be friendly to the surroundings the friend there are two friends in you we are three to each person is a triple each person is a triple there is a master in you with whom you have to be friendly the master is at all times friendly in relation to your master you are the changing one here a very mutable soul in relation to your master the master is at all times he is with you as your existence he supplies your awareness he conducts the pulsation in you 
and he does it at all times. And you have, you are there and your nature is there. So that's why we have said we are three in one. The master in us, which essentially we are, we are a projection of that master as his image. The universal master who resides in us, as his image we live. As his image we live. And there is the nature, that projects from us, which is also part of us. It's like the head, the body and the tail of an animal. You can take the example of the head, the body and the tail. The tail moves a lot, isn't it? <laughs> the nature is much more moving, changing. It is full of mutability. You can't ask the dog's tail to be stable. It cannot. Its nature is to wag. So also we have our nature as our tail. Since the nature is more powerful than us, we are, it also moves us. It means the tail moves the body also. Therefore, the most stable in us is, exists in our head. We exist in the heart. And our nature exists below the diaphragm. The lower tarso is the residence of our nature. The upper tarso is our residence. The head is the residence of our master. Like that we have to think. That's why we say the head is of light, the upper tarso is of force, awareness force or consciousness force, and the lower tarso is of matter, consciousness in the head, force in the upper tarso with the lungs functioning and heart conducting circulation of blood, the activity of force. Lower tarso is a storage of matter. Our relating to matter is with the lower tarso. Our relating to the force is with the upper tarso. Our relating to the master is in relation to the light in the head. This is how the three exist in us. The glyph of Gemini in its triple exists in us in this manner. That's why the Veda says, Sishna meaning the head full of light. The head full of light. So the lighted head is important. A lighted head guides the force in the heart and the matter in the stomach. This is how we need to make an understanding of ourselves. If you are tending more and more to relate to the Master in you, 
without the concepts of God. We have terrible concepts of God. We are not well briefed from childhood about God. We are given some names, some forms, and some funny ideas about God, which have to be brushed aside. Discipleship is to relate to the one energy which we call God, which is ever-present, ever-present. And all permeating, you can't say it is not existing in any place. It is all permeating, ever-present, and ever-knowing. Ever-knowing. And all-powerful. The three qualities which we speak, the will, the knowledge, and the ability of action, these three belong to Him. It is with us, you know, in the top of our head. Relate to it. You don't have to use names. You don't have to use forms. You respect those who gave this wisdom to us. That's why we have the pictures of the Master. They don't say relate to us. They say relate to the Master. The word Master in Sanskrit is called Ishvara. Ishvara means the Master of the universe. He is also Ishvara of each unit existence. So relate to the Master in the head regularly. Develop that habit of relating to the Master in the head. He supplies the related light of comprehension. He supplies the ability to relate to the nature in you. And He descends along with you to set your nature right. That descent happens in this last four degrees. It is the beginning of the descent in the last four degrees of Germany. That's the beauty when you know the, the details of the constellations. The constellation Punarvasu enables the descent of energies from the head into the upper torso. The four degrees. It's about 13 degrees, 20 minutes each constellation is. The zodiac is divided by 27. Then you have each constellation consisting of 13 degrees, 20 seconds. 20 minutes, whatever you call it. 13.2 is the division. Sun moves in each degree per day. Per day. The constellation preceding to Punarvasu is very important constellation. It's called Arudra. Arudra meaning it is, it brings in the vibrations of Rudra. It brings in, say from the mid of the Gemini, you have excellent vibrations which can descend from the head into the heart. In tune with the transit of sun. In tune 
with the transit of sun there is a descent of energies and when he is in arudra he brings the rudra vibrations for about 13 and odd days when the descent starts in punarvasu the descent is complete by the first 9 degrees of cancer 9 to 10 degrees of cancer that's why the solstice has been has been is taken as a very important is of great consequence for those who work with light there is a descent of the universal energy is through aries through taurus and through gemini into cancer meaning into the heart region and that is worked out gradually by the energies of the constellations starting from ashwini bharani krutika rohini murugasira ardra and punarvasu punarvasu is the seventh star don't bother too much about the names i don't want to confuse you from aries to taurus taurus to gemini from gemini to cancer is of great consequence to us since we are more than animals and less than gods we humans are more than animals and less than gods that means we are we have the ability to live above the diaphragm below the diaphragm means only eating mating and sleeping man is considered a beast when he lives only for eating for mating and for sleeping that's what every animal does we are more than that so we can safely say that we stay above the diaphragm the gods are the divine are the light is there in, it is in the head astrology tells us that every year from aries to gemini the energies descend up to the throat and in cancer they descend into the upper torso so this is a revisit of the energies which happens once in a year today every day is sunday isn't it meaning we don't see the difference between every the distinction between the zodiacal the signs through which the sun passes is of great consequence is our boss is i am of the solar system sun is i am of the solar system each one of us is i is i am of our system this is also a zodiac see into this zodiac there is fresh in induction of energies and it happens meaningfully to us if we relate to them that's where occultism has to be practiced taras the energies descend into the posterior part of your global head <coughs> head is global you know head is global so 
so into the second part of the head the ascends the descent that is descend in taras with the bro center as its apex point in aries it is in sahasrara kamit upper part of the head in taras it is the lower part of the head in gemini entering up to the throat from where there is a lateral formation left and right <coughs> so before the left and right starts we should propose equating them we should propose equating them that's the main theme of gemini equate yourself with your nature let your nature be friendly with you let the let the friend be found in you as your nature we as souls have to be gaining the friendliness of our nature when this happens we are a composite wholesome unit we are a composite wholesome unit that is what is called all round development never try to dominate your nature in the name of spiritual practices don't dominate any dominance is beastly that's where lilith is seen from a different dimension by the occultists in contrast to those who are who promote exoteric religion the exoteric religion speaks many negative things about lilith but the esoteric science tells us lilith has proclaimed the fundamental cardinal principle of friendliness even at the very beginning of the creation as man emerged at the same time the woman also emerged as man emerged at the same time the woman emerged it is blasphemous to say that the woman emerged from the ribs of man which is untrue we can see how it happened in the lemurian race if you go to secret doctrine how the male female beings have come to be it's a composite androgynous being the composite androgynous being what do we what do we say when we say androgynous and hermaphrodite and we also say that every initiate is a hermaphrodite is an androgynous person in him male and female are equally posited that's why he is as much a male as he is female he is equally attractive to the males as he is to the females may because he is neither he nor she that's the beauty of a man of wisdom therefore that is what exactly lilith promoted in the very beginning he he, he countered adam and said hey don't say that you are my boss you are not my boss i am not your boss we are here to live together 
It's not agreeable, isn't it? Says the problem with us. We want others to agree with us. We don't agree with others. We smile when others agree with us. And we always expect others to agree with us. That is diabolic. Instead of others agreeing with us, why don't you learn to be agreeing with others? If you learn to agree with others, others also learn to agree with you. Unless you... That's what I say many times. If you are a good follower, you are a good leader. If you are a good follower, eventually you, you would become a good leader. Bad leaders emerge from those who never learn to follow well. If you are a good son, you can be a good father. If you haven't listened to your father, you can't expect your child to listen to you later. A good leader is the one who has been a good father. A good teacher is one who has been a good student. A good father is one who had been a good son. In the same manner, if you learn to agree, others agree with you. We want others to agree with us than our agreeing with them. We seek cooperation, but we do not offer cooperation. This is our problem. The one who offers cooperation receives cooperation. That's how the game is. That's how Lilith explained to Adam that you seem to be a bit pig-headed. Pardon me if I have used some strong word. It's only pig-headed people who cannot see the other's viewpoint. Pig may not agree with us. <laughs> it's, a, it's a phrase that we use. The pig may object. How do you know that I don't agree with others? <laughs> so therefore the major dimension of Gemini is gain friendliness with your own nature. <coughs> to gain that friendliness with your own nature, relate to the master who is in you. Relate to the master who is in you, who presides over you, who presides over your awareness, who presides over your pulsation, who is really you, it is He that exists as us. So relating to Him should enable us to, not to soften our nature, but to find the technology to relate to our nature in a good manner. That's how many initiates, they, they could befriend their ladies who are otherwise very hostile. Disciples are generally given hostile spouses. 
may be because it is their task. It is their task not to change the spouses, but to change themselves so that the spouse becomes friendly to them. It's an initiation. It's an initiation. That's why even till date in India they believe that if, if you have a, a disagreeable spouse, you still hang on and work it out. In working it out, you have gained certain initiations. There are many things transform in you. Whether the other is transformed or not is not our problem. But we are transformed by this challenge that is offered to us. That's how it is seen that a marriage is made in heaven and there is no such thing as breaking of it according to Eastern understanding. Be with it, bear with it, in doing it your nature goes through all kinds of transformation. There are stories of so many ladies who lived with the worst kind of males and yet in the process they transformed themselves. They even supported transformation of their husbands. That's how there are stories. The power of transformation is high when you start working with yourself. Not so much when you are working on others' head. No one agrees. No one agrees unless you start agreeing. That's the beauty. That is where we have a story in Mahabharata. There is a story in Mahabharata about whom you may have heard. The scheduled time is 10.30 according to... But still I tell this story and close it for today. There is one person called Jarasandha in Mahabharata. Jarasandha. He cannot be one. He cannot be one. He cannot be killed. He had the boon. He had the boon of a cosmic principle called Jara. It is an airy elemental that causes the bondage between the male and female principle in oneself. These are the two. In the month of Gemini, this story is supposed to be narrated. In India also people are after some forms and some names and some exotic stories. Very few know the intricate keys that are given in these scriptures. Jalasandha is one person in whom the male-female are well-bonded. Well-bonded. When you are well-bonded in that manner, you tend to be immortal. An endogenous person does not suffer death. That is what we call, this. after third initiation, man does not die. Why? Because he knows that he is, a, he is, he exists at all times and he only departs from the body. So this Jarasandha is one of the five great um, 
we had in mahabharata five incredible hulks to you know the incredible hulk better than others wrestlers five wrestlers they don't need weapons just with their with the muscles of their body they can do most superhuman human things one of them is bhima the second pandava very strong one is born of from the he is he is born out of the air principle hanuman is born out of air principle who is the son of the blind king his name is duryodhana he is the anti hero in mahabharat he is also born out of air principle then there is a third one who is called he is born in the diabolics as bakasura and there is a fourth one who tended to be very wicked he is called kichaka and there is a fifth one who we call jarasandha these are the five among these five it is ordained the one who kills the other would kill all others the one who kills the other among these five the one who kills the other would kill all the other four so bhima happens to kill to start with bakasura then it came to be known that he is the one who would eventually win the others so he wins over another one called kichaka he wins over duryodhana it was a difficult task to win over jarasandha very difficult why because he is so bonded with his left and right energies that he cannot be won over it's an aspect of prishna aspect of gemini so what ultimately bhima does is he tears apart the two lateral parts and puts them one across the other so that they cannot be bonded that's how the story says but the the principle behind is the male female the the positive and negative energies when they are well bonded means that they are the opposite poles are so interactive that it is bonded together when they, when they turn it turn out to be like poles then they dispel themselves they dispel themselves so these five ways exist in us there are five ways in us eventually one fire one air survives the other four airs they disappear when you leave the body bhima happens to be that fourth air fifth air i will explain in greater detail in the afternoon and jarasandha happens to be the vertical air vertical air so these the three others represented three the, the three other airs so airy element which is an aspect of gemini is a vertical air that can cause the needed bondage between the male and female principle and hence the respiratory functioning at the vital in the vital body is related to gemini 
in breathing and out breathing is part of gemini function in the vital body that should be known to us i will explain this concept more in the afternoon thank you namaskar